welcome to the Reading for Success podcast brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Hi, my name is Kristen here, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. This week, we're continuing the exploration of Jean Bliss's book, Chief Customer Officer 2.0, with a review of chapters three through five. This is where she really gets into the meat of her topic. And I'm also reviewing a short article I ran across on Harvard Business Review online this week. So let's get started. Today's article is called Three Ways to Motivate Your Team Through an Extended Crisis by Anne Bradford and Richard Ryan. I found this one on the hbr.org website, and it was published on Friday, September 25th. Six months into the COVID-19 pandemic, most of the people I talk with are still working from home, still dealing with kids schooling from home, and are taking in a lot of what is going on socially and politically in our world. Getting through the early part of the pandemic had its challenges for sure, but it was new at that point, and we were all just kind of hustling to figure out how to cope. Now that we've settled into the reality that this is going to be a while, managers are facing the challenge of motivating teams that have crisis fatigue. So that's what this article is really all about. Um, How is this related to customer success? Well, pretty much the whole world has crisis fatigue right now. So this article is pretty much relevant to anyone who manages a team and customer success is no exception. So key takeaways for me. One, um, the authors used a framework of motivation called self-determination theory, which I wasn't familiar with and took me down a Google rabbit hole on the topic. Basically, this theory says that primary human psychological needs are relatedness, competence, and autonomy. And when these needs are filled, then people are more motivated. I'm sure I'm not explaining that perfectly. I'm not a psych major, but hopefully you get the gist. The authors grouped their advice into those three categories. So again, those were relatedness, competence, and autonomy. And they give advice on each of those three needs. I think this is an interesting approach, and it certainly makes their advice easier to understand. To me, the most interesting idea presented in this article is to shrink team sizes during a crisis so that there can be more personal one-on-one time between a team member and their manager. Honestly, I don't know how realistic this is. Most companies don't just have groups of managers sitting around waiting for a team, but I, I think you could take the idea and consider some things. One, you could think about how to balance people to managers across your teams a little bit better inside your organization. So if you have a leader who's maybe a little overloaded, you could shuffle people around so that they are freed up. Um, Alternately, this could be a good time to introduce team leads who could then take on some of those one-on-one meetings with team members. I think, you know, is this article worth your time? If you're a leader who's looking for ways to motivate your team right now, and I think probably a lot of you are, this is a really quick read and it might give you a new idea or two. If you're a leader, though, who feels like you have this crisis under control, you can probably skip this one. There weren't really any suggestions I hadn't heard before. Um, CSMs, I'd say, unless you're super interested in psychology, you could probably skip this article, too. I'm going to be continuing with my review of Chief Customer Officer 2.0 by Jean Bliss today, and I'm going to be covering chapters three through five, which is where she starts to really get into the core concepts of her book. So I'm excited about this section. 
Chapter three covers the first competency, which is to honor and manage customers as assets. This is about using key customer metrics to focus the organization on the customer experience. Chapter four goes over competency two, align around experience. This chapter goes deep on mapping the customer journey from the customer's perspective instead of from an internal or company perspective. And finally, chapter five covers the third of the five competencies, which is build a customer listening path. This final chapter that we'll be covering today gets into how to gather and truly listen to customer feedback rather than seeing survey results as an end unto themselves. So what did I agree with here? I think chapter three will not have any metrics that are a surprise to any CS leader and frankly, most CSMs. Bliss talks about measuring churned and expanding customers as well as behavioral elements like referrals, product usage, and incident reporting. The one big takeaway from this chapter is something that most CS teams report on but don't really emphasize, which is logo churn. Throughout this chapter, she highlights the fact that percentages and ratios don't tell the story in the same way that talking about the raw number of customers that have left along with their brands. Um, in her experience, it's important to focus on the number of customers that have come and gone so that the organization can really understand what is happening and feel that pain. One thing that I see a lot on teams is using acronyms or even customer numbers to refer to clients. While this makes communication easier in some ways, it depersonalizes the customers around the company and it turns them from important brands into just numbers and letters. And that's always bothered me. So I think Jean's point here in chapter three really resonated with me. In chapter four, she talks about um, keeping journey maps simple. And I love me a simple journey map. If any of you have worked with me on journey mapping, you know that. So this really made me smile. So many times companies overcomplicate journey maps to the point where they really aren't useful anymore and they just sit up on a shelf. So, you know, journey and touchpoint mapping isn't something that needs to be complex. And in our experience at the Success League, they're much more likely to be adopted and used if they're simple. Um, there's also a number of good case studies in Chapter 3 that highlight how different organizations approach the journey mapping project. Um, and journey, journey maps should be unique to your organization. So I think it's important to look at different approaches in order to determine the right one for your team and for your company. My biggest takeaway from chapter five is that often companies get so focused on improving their survey scores that they forget what the survey is there for. It's to indicate customer satisfaction, engagement, or advocacy, depending on what you're surveying. And ironically, the very purpose of the survey is lost in the execution of it. I see this all the time with NPS. Companies get very proud of and attached to their NPS score, but they forget that it represents something to the customers. So I'm not going to get on my soapbox about NPS because I've already done that on an earlier episode, but this is yet another reason why I'm not a huge fan. Bliss focuses all of Chapter 5 on how to fix this problem and offers a ton of great suggestions for creating a more effective listing path that is aligned with your customer journey. The other big highlight for me in Chapter 5 was a wonderful little chart on page 122 that provides a practical and empathetic approach for conducting a call with a churned customer. It is spot on, and I think it should be framed and hung up near every CSM's desk. It was awesome. What do I disagree with? I think the only thing that bothered me about these three chapters is 
that in some ways it's a little unrealistic for a lot of companies around how engaged the entire leadership team will be. I know that Gene outlined the reasons and need for getting the entire leadership team behind a customer focus in the organization, and that was what she focused on in all of her chapter two. Um, however, as I'm out in the field and I'm working with CS leaders, the reality is that in many organizations, this focus just isn't there. I wish she had spent more time in each of this week's chapters talking about what to do to tackle common blockers. Even without the support of the leadership team, chief customer officers still have a job to do and they need to make progress with tactics like journey mapping and creating listening posts. Um, at the end of every chapter, Bliss wraps up with a section on leadership behaviors that are needed to drive that competency forward. And I wish that she had added another section on common blockers and how to deal with them. So is this worth reading? Um, I think experienced CS leaders can probably skim chapter three. Most of the content on metrics and measures will be really familiar, but you might pick up a few tactics on positioning and presenting those that could be useful. New and prospective CS leaders should read chapter three much more thoroughly since it is foundational to running a solid CS program. Chapters four and five, I think, are great for any CS leader. If you've already got a solid customer journey map that's in place, um, you could just focus on chapter five. Uh, but I think even CSMs can get a lot out of this section of the book just by reading the case studies that are sprinkled throughout all the chapters. So I'd say yes, for most people, this section is, is worth the time. If you're reading along with me next episode, I'll be covering chapters six and seven of Chief Customer Officer 2.0. You can purchase this book on Amazon or listen to it on Audible. Although, as I said last week, I think getting the physical book is important because there's a lot of worksheets and visuals in the book that are important. Since this is a newer podcast, if you like it, please take a couple of minutes to rate it and subscribe. This really helps us get the word out. I would also love feedback on the timing, format, or content, and also book suggestions. You can just email me at kristen at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time.